The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. This is Sunday Edition with Anthony Corona. Every week here on ACB Media One, that's American Council of the Blind, Media One, and soon after on all your major podcast catchers. Each week, we'll dive into the news, human interest, and discussions about the issues surrounding all of us in and out of the American Council of the Blind community. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Ira edition. Whoops, I mean Sunday edition. I'm your host, Anthony Corona. And in a little bit, we will be speaking with Everett Bacon of Ira. But um, let me say hello to the crew real quick. Behind the scenes, managing all those hands and things is Sheila Young. Hey, Sheila. Hey, Anthony. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How's your week been? It's been good. What a karaoke night. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Just phenomenal. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and, and we love when you're around on karaoke and connecting us in Clubhouse as well as streaming duties is Herbie Allen. Hey, hey, Herbie. Hello, hello. <laughs> hello, hello. All right. So you'll pop in and let us know if we have some Clubhouse participation. Let me do just. Thank you so much. Let me do just a bit of housekeeping. Um, next week, I will not be here as your host. Um, I will be here to open the show. And then I'm turning it over to Friends of Sunday Edition, um, Jose Cintron and Lisa Kretschmer of Florida Vision Technology. And they're going to walk us through a lot of cool new products, as well as spend the second hour answering all of your tech hardware questions um your hable one your um braille displays etc etc you got a question bring it to sunday edition next week with lisa and jose the following week uh tim and cheryl are coming back i'll be here for that tim and cheryl are coming back but they'll be leading the discussion it is our part two of religion and disability focusing on blind and low vision. Um, for those of you who want to refresh yourself, you can always go to acbmedia.org. Scroll to the right a few times, hit podcast, scroll a bunch of times to the right down to Sunday edition, and you can get that conversation. That was um, mid-June. I'm sorry, I do not remember the exact date. But scroll through the episodes, you can find that question number one. Um, and then Sheila, you're going to read an announcement for us for guide dogs. Sure. All right. So next Sunday at 4 p.m., please join Audrey and Laurel for the 2023 Blessing of the Dog. And that is to, to um, acknowledge and, and remember those dogs of past present and future. They will explain how they got started with the blessing of the animals. And then you will have a chance to um, ask questions. So it should be in the community schedule for next Sunday at 4 p.m. sponsored by GDUI. 
That is awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So Sheila Herbie, any other announcements that we have for our audience out there? Not that I can think of. Um, I do oh. have my cooking corner this Tuesday for anybody that's interested in that and accessible online games call this Wednesday and just a quick preview. Um, iOS 17 is coming <clears throat> out tomorrow and on Apple Bytes at the end of the month, I will be going into in depth about iOS 17 and the iPhone 15. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I know Jeff Bishop is doing a main, I think it's a main menu about iOS 17 too. I'm, I'm a pretty much going to go for it uh, Monday night. I, I read the bug reports. I read a bunch of stuff on Apple this. I, I think I'm comfortable going for it. What about you, Herbie? Well, I've already been running it as a beta, and it's a pretty good iOS release, actually. In fact, beta-wise, it's been one of the most stable I've encountered personally, so um, I say go for it. All right. One more thing, uh, housekeeping-wise. Um, some of you will see on the ACB conversation list, there have been changes to the Be My Eyes AI app, um, which we actually discussed on this program last week with Janine Stanley. Um, we were both very excited about you know some of the uses that we were getting out of it. Um, but unfortunately, uh, there have been some changes. So I'm trying to put together a Sunday edition in partnership with Jonathan Mosen. So if you have some knowledge on the subject, please hit me up at sundayeditionac at gmail.com if you'd like to be a panelist on that show. All right. Well, let's Let's uh, segue into today's conversation. And I uh, I did that little joke at the beginning of the show, calling it Ira edition, because I've been very Ira focused in the last couple of weeks. Um, as you know, Sunday edition has partnered with Ira multiple times in the past. We've run some contests. We've had, uh, we always get exclusive announcements. And um, this week I actually was very honored. The city of Miami Beach is an IRA access location. And um, the ADA coordinator here wanted to put together a PSA about it. So they approached our chapter and um, Gabriel and I spent a couple of hours filming um, a PSA for IRA, uh, for the city of Miami Beach, the, the Miami-Dade County as well, that is going to be released on White Cane Day. And hopefully we will put together a fun event for that um, and so it is my absolute honor, and I am definitely very looking forward to getting into conversation with one of Iris' newest team members, um, the, let's get this right, Vice President of Blindness Initiatives, Mr. Everett Bacon. Welcome to Sunday Edition. Thank you, Anthony. It's a pleasure to be here with you and all of your listeners and I'm really excited. Um, I'm excited about your PSA with Miami Beach. That's really awesome. Look forward to seeing that. Thank you for uh, being such a strong advocate and making that happen. Thank you so much. And I don't know what um, what day this week it'll be released, but I also had um, the opportunity to be on Iris Access podcast. So sometime this week, you can listen to that conversation a lot more in depth about the advocacy that we've done here in Miami Beach, as well as, um, I guess, a, a little bit about my journey so far. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to get to know you. So can you um, can you start off by telling us a little bit about your, you know, upbringing, where you're from, and, you know, your journey into and with blindness? 
Sure. Thank you, Anthony. Um, so I, uh, I was born and raised in Orange County, California. Um, I come from a, a long um, history of, of blindness and, and my family. It goes back some 13 generations. Um, it uh, is interesting when I was born, um, I, I had quite a lot more usable vision. So I have kind of the, the typical story of, of being, you know, this this individual who was a, a high partial um, and was able to um, function as a sighted person for the most part. There were a few things I, I didn't see as well as, as others, but, but for the most part, I, I could fake my way through and be this uh, functionally sighted person. And I didn't use a cane. I, I didn't use any kind of, uh, of, of blindness skills or, of any kind um i uh, rode bikes and, and did everything uh and then you know growing up i i had you know I'd go see doctors and even though my family the typical regression the the eye disease would get worse as i got older i had eye doctors telling me oh i don't think yours, yours is going to change you're you're going to be able to say the same so i had this whole belief because of doctors i saw and others around me that that I would stay the same and that I wouldn't lose my vision. Um, that, you know, kind of fast forward, I, I went through the education system in California, um, went went to, you know, did all the typical things and played football and did did uh, wrestling and other sports. I was really high, high into music and choir and, and just did a lot of the things that, you know, any kid does. Um, went uh, my dad uh, right after i graduated high school my father got transferred to dallas texas and so um it turned out my my family was originally from texas and uh, so they wanted to migrate back to texas so we we went back to texas and uh, i ended up living in dallas i went to college at dallas baptist university did my uh, undergrad there in in, in music education um, I thought I would be a music performer. That's when I first started to notice that my my vision had had started to get a little worse and different. Uh, I started to need magnification. Um, and, you know, I still had eye doctors telling me that, well, we're not really sure that you're going to lose all your vision. Um, I ended up meeting my my wife at Dallas Baptist University. Um, and Angela was a... Um, a, a pre-med major uh, and she got a, a position working with a, a renowned geneticist in um, in Dallas, Texas at the Retina Foundation for the Southwest. And so she got my family to be a part of this study. And it turned out uh, doing that study, my, my wife was able to work with the geneticists and they were like, they sat me down and said, no, you're, you're going to go totally blind. You're, you're going to lose every all of your vision. And I, I never really had anyone tell me that till my early twenties. Um, so, so that was kind of a, a, a big deal. Um, and, and something I, I had to kind of wrap my head around. Um, I, I, uh, my wife wanted to go to medical school. So that meant uh, she was going to have to, you know, be in school for quite a while. Uh, and so I was going to need to be the breadwinner for the family uh, for us. We, we got married, uh, right after I graduated from with my bachelor's degree, she still had a, a, a couple of years to go. 
Uh, so I, I got a job first with the university that we were at for a while working in admissions and recruitment. Uh, but then uh, Blockbuster Video had this awesome uh, program. Mm -hmm. if, you if you had a bachelor's degree, you they would hire you to be a store manager. You would um, get yeah. your own store. And so I, I was really excited about that. And so I got, I, if I, if I'm going too long, let me know, Anthony, but no, it's okay. Um, okay. But, but I was really excited about that. Um, I, um, I, I got hired by them. I trained for three months and got my own store in Irving, Texas. Um, and, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, my store was near Las Colinas where, um, many of the, the Dallas Cowboys training facility was at that time. So I, I had Troy Aikman come into my blockbuster store. Nice. Uh, I had I had other cowboy greats and other sports figures come into my store. And it was a lot of fun. I loved being around. Uh, you know, I was a music major, like I said. So I loved being around <laughs> entertainment and movies. And uh, my store was the first store uh, and really the only store uh, to offer um, audio description on the VHS uh, tapes. These were the the older VHS tapes that had audio description on them. And, and my store was the only one in the whole Dallas-Fort Worth area to have this little section of, of VHS audio description tapes. And, um, wow. you know, it was really fun uh, to do that and, and be a part of that. Um, I My wife got accepted to Baylor College of Medicine in Houston, um, so we had to move to Houston. I transferred and got a store down in Houston, Texas, um, and, and was able to do well down there. The whole time, though, my vision was getting worse. Uh, I was definitely noticing that I couldn't read print the same way I was used to. I really had to get things close to my face. Um, I Being around in the moving around in the store. I was starting to, you know, cut hit hit corners and trip over things that I missed and 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 then crossing streets it was getting harder to see the the red and the the changing of the lights and everything that you know a typical person going through regression of vision um I was going through that and um I I so I I started to you know I knew what to do um I I knew that I needed to you know have a, a cane for identity I knew that I needed to start asking for uh, certain types of equipment and and assistance. Um, so, uh, you know, because my family has, you know, many years of blindness, I knew what to do. So I uh, I assumed that Blockbuster would be the kind of of company that would be totally supportive and 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 want to want you know me to do well. And so I asked for some specialized equipment, a, a new CCTV. Um, I asked for Zoom text. It was just out at that time uh, on the on the computer system. Uh, I started using a cane in, in the store, uh, having it with me, also crossing streets. Um, and, uh, you know, it was interesting. I, I asked for these this equipment in January of 2003. Um, in February of 2003, I was called into uh, the regional manager's office and the human resources manager, and they fired me. Um, and it was it was really traumatic experience. It was yeah. something I, I never saw coming. Um, I, I I just I couldn't believe it. And they they said they fired me for some inventory uh, issues. Uh, the funny thing is, in December of of the previous year, so just a couple of months earlier, they had given me award 
for the most outstanding inventory of all 85 stores in the Houston area. So I, I mean, to say two months later, I'm having inventory issues after you just gave me an award was really telling that the real reason they were firing me was because I they didn't want to deal with a blind store manager and they didn't know how to deal with a blind store manager. And I had asked for this equipment for my store and, and all of a sudden I was let go. Um, can I step in there for a second? Yeah, sure. Feel free. You, you know, you've, you've had this in your family. So you, you had somewhat of an, an immersion into, you know, what you needed, what you'd need to look for and things like that. Were you, were you familiar, you know, the ADA wasn't around for very long at that point. Um, were you familiar with, with the ADA, with what your actual rights and, you know, res- Ooh. Um, were you familiar with all of that at the time? Um, or was this a complete blindside? This was a complete blindside. I, I, you know, I, I, I was never involved in any kind of blindness organization or disability rights entities. Or I was just a a guy who came from a family with some vision loss and 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 blindness in the family. Most of my uh, family members who have blindness uh, did not work. Mo- mainly were um, in you know, they were, my mom was an outstanding homemaker. She had a couple of part-time jobs here and there, but she was mainly a homemaker in raising my brother and I. Um, and, and she, you know, was a wonderful mother and is a wonderful mother. I, I have a cousin who's blind, who, who um, gave birth to three children. Two of them are blind and she was raising them. And so she was, you know, a very, she, she didn't have a lot of time to work. She was raising kids. Um, and she had kids very young. I do have an aunt who worked in, in rehabilitation, mainly on the independent living side, who was probably the most helpful in just telling me about some things, uh, that I needed to navigate. Um, but, but mainly, you know, that's, I, I just, I wasn't involved in anything else. So I didn't really know that, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, when I when I got fired, my my wife, she sends this email out to all of her friends at medical school and, you know, Blockbuster, you know, fired my husband who's uh, blind and discriminated against him. And uh, it, it was interesting that email. My my mom sent it to other blind friends that she knew. And it, it kind of got um, it went a little viral at that time, how email could go viral and my email got sent to Scott Labar, um, who was at that time the the lead attorney for the National Federation of the Blind. Uh, and that's uh, Scott Labar reached out to me and, and, and wanted to talk about what happened to me. And uh, it turned out the National Federation of the Blind represented me uh, in, in a discrimination case against Blockbuster and Scott was the lead attorney. And that's how I found out about the NFB. I, I didn't know what the NFB or ACB was or anything like that uh, at any of those times. And so, you know, the NFB became a, an, an extremely welcoming and accepting organization, made me feel like I, I was part of something uh, that would that was you know this huge national scale thing, and that's how I kind of got involved in the NFB. But it was all because of Scott Labar and and, and representing me in a, a case against Blockbuster. 
what what can you share with us about the lawsuit process um both from the emotional side, I, I would imagine that a company that gave you the start that it gave you and, you know, bachelor's degree to hand, you know, give you a store intensive training, um, launched into a career where you're doing extremely well, only to have them rip it out. So emotionally, you know, that had to have tore you apart. Did you did you hesitate with the lawsuit? And, and if you could walk us through some of some of the process. Um, so it, it definitely was was devastating. I mean, I, I I was doing I thought I was doing really well with this company, um, and they had given me awards. I had I had had stores. I was training other store managers. Um, I I had my employees liked working for me. Um, I I really felt like you know I I was doing really something for this company. I never hid that I was blind. I, I was very open with Blockbuster that I had partial vision. Um, but you know, they watched me change. I watched myself change, um, during my employment there. Um, and I, I think, you know, going from Dallas to Houston, Dallas was where the, the headquarters of Blockbuster was. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely felt more support in that area than I did in Houston going to a place where the headquarters were, were not as close by and, and it was just kind of run on the Houston level. And I, I think the support was very different in Houston and, 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 and from what I felt from the company. And then, um, yeah, it was a devastating experience um, to be, you know, told we're terminating you and, and, and not really give you any, any type of proof or reasoning. They just said, you have inventory issues and, but not showing me any of the inventory issues or anything. Uh, and, and, you know, Texas is a right to hire, right to fire state. They, yeah. they can do that. And they did. Um, so that it was definitely uh, devastating. I, I, um, I'm an optimistic type of person. So I, I was, uh, while I was hurt um, by that, you know, my, my, my recourse in my head was I, I got to make money. My wife was still had a year of medical school left. Um, I got to find a way to bring an income in. So I started, you know, looking for other jobs. I did end up going on social security disability insurance, which did help. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was, it was definitely devastating. I, I, when, when the NFB came calling, you know, we were, we were hurt and we were angry at Blockbuster and so, you know, Scott was kind of a a, 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 um, a definitely a welcoming um, force that told me, you know, after he looked it. and reviewed, yeah, yeah he, he told me what to do and how to and channel it. And we went through the whole process where you have to file an Equal Employment Opportunity Commission claim and wait yeah. for them to a whole year for them to decide that they are not going to represent me. And then I could go, have the right to sue and. You know, the whole thing, the NFB represented me. They they never asked me to pay for my case. They said um, to me, Scott said to me, actually, the only thing the NFB is going to ask is that, you know, you look at the NFB and see if this is an organization you'd like to be a part of. Uh, and and I, I was kind of blown away. These people didn't know me, you know, and, and yet they saw something in, in my case and, and me as a person that a value and and i was i was flattered and and definitely you know um uh, motivated to to be a part of them 
And, and then I got, I went to a convention and I saw all of these prominent blind individuals in, in, in different fields of, you know, whether they're lawyers or working for the government or working in, 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 tech major tech uh, core education yeah. yeah i mean all of these different <laughs> different blindness and, leaders yeah yes. I mean, all of these people and i was like I, you know uh, blindness isn't what's holding them back uh well, i want to be a part of that and so that that's kind of what motivated me to get really involved we we moved to utah a year later my wife got accepted to um the university of utah's residency program in in neurology um, she's an she's an epilepsy doctor. And um, so I moved to Utah and and I went to the Division of Services for the Blind in Utah um, just to kind of work with a rehab counselor. Um, it was funny. I, I took I, I, I'm a self-starter. I, 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 you know, know what to do. I call and figure out the bus system and get around on mm-hmm. my own. And, and so I, I walked into there and, and the director, um, he met me and he was like, how'd you get here? And I'm like, well, I took the bus. And he goes, you don't even know you, you just barely moved here. And I'm like, well, you just call the bus and you ask the bus routes. And, 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 and he was like asking me questions about what I, what I did. Um, and, you know, I did all most of the cooking because my wife was in college and doing what she needed to do in medical school and residency. And so I managed the home and was doing, and he said to me, you know, we have this mentorship program where you could mentor other newly blind individuals. Would you be interested in that? So, <laughs> and that's kind of how I started in the field. And then they hired me a year later. Well, not even a year later, maybe six months later, they hired me as a teacher. Um, so I taught full time in the uh, division um, ser- of services. I taught kind of everything related to home management, to tech, to, you know, anything else they could help I could, I could help with. And um, and then a, a year later from there, they had an assistive technology specialist. I was new to assistive technology. I, I was using Zoom text and CCTVs, but I, I didn't know a lot about Braille and speech or anything like that. Um, but the 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 director, the coordinator of the program said, you're 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 a, a, a genuine person of pres of how to present you you already have those skills we can teach you the technology and and so you know they they, they thought you were a natural speaker and pre- or they thought i was a natural speaker and presenter and so um that's what they hired me for and so i ended up being an at specialist and working in there i worked for blockbuster i mean for the state of utah for 18 years <laughs> um and uh and was really you know happy to work there um, I was a familiar Ira user, um, and and I had uh, when I when Ira came about, I jumped on um, helping Ira become all over Utah, um, whether that be at the airport, the state, city and county building, and parts of different representing all of Salt Lake, uh, the Natural History Museum. Um, worked with Ira on on related to their AT and T contract, and I was just just a big IRA proponent and user of it. I thought it was a great technology and I thought it was an outstanding tool. And when, when a, a position opened up that um, they thought I had great experience in, I, I was excited to apply for it and, and honored to get the job. So let's put a pin for a moment. We'll Got come it. back to this in a, in a little bit. Um, I believe very much in coalition building, cooperation, and I believe that even though the 
perspectives and some of the philosophies may be different where all, you know, both organizations are, are basically working towards the same things, which is, you know, the betterment of our experiences. Um, you are a current NFB board member. Um, can you share a little bit with us about your NFB journey and some of the highlights along that path? Sure. So when I moved to Utah, um, because I, I had just barely heard about the NFB in Texas and, and I wasn't there very much longer with, with my journey with the NFB, I didn't get involved in Texas. Um, we came to Utah and and I immediately um, met the, the the local Salt Lake City chapter president. Um, his name was Nick Schmidt-Roth. I, I met some other, you know, members I, and I just, I just got involved. I just started going to chapter meetings. Um, I met the affiliate president at that time. His name was Ron Gardner. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, the local chapters are so thirsty for anyone who, who wants to join in and, and, anyone who wants stuff. to help and do stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They they're so thirsty for that. I found, you know, it, it, in my first six months, I was elected treasurer of the chapter. <laughs> and then, um, unfortunately the chapter president, um, a year later, um, he, he, uh, was diagnosed with melanoma skin cancer and it was oh. very progressive. And he passed away at three months after being diagnosed and so the chapter didn't have a, a leader. Um, the vice president didn't want to be president. The affiliate president said, you know, knew who I was and, and thought I was a, a, a natural leader and said, would you consider running for president? And so I did. And I became the chapter president. Um, and, and that was in 2006. And I got um, I got elected to the state board uh, a year later. Uh, and then, you know, just did things related to the NFB, uh, got involved in 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 leadership on a, a state level, um, got noticed nationally um, because I was doing things like, you know, doing different things related to fundraising and organization in the state. My chapter had grown, um, tripled in size um, in 2012. The state president um felt that he needed to step down um and uh he supported me to be the new president and so i was elected president um and i I've, I've been president of the utah affiliate since 2012 in 2015 president riccobono had only been in for a year and um he and i uh were friends uh he he thought i would make a great addition to the board um, I, I was in 2015, the nominating committee, um, recommended me for the board and I was, I was elected, um, to the board by the membership. And I was really honored, um, that, that the membership saw something in me. Uh, and so uh, 2015, I was elected to the national board in 2022, I, I was elected a secretary of the, the national federation of the blind. So that an, an extreme honor. Um, I'm really lucky uh, that that you know the membership puts so much faith in me, um, and I've done a lot of uh, you know representing the organization at state conventions. I've probably done some 20 state conventions now. Um, uh, I'll be doing a couple of state conventions this year, in Kentucky and North Dakota, and and then I'll probably have some in the spring. And so uh, it's just a a lot of fun. I I love being around blind people. 
Um, I, I've really, you know, found a family with with them, um, a, a place that that is accepting of me uh, at whatever level I am at and whatever level, level I was. Um, and I feel the same way with all the blind people that I've gotten to work with. Um, I really I really enjoy the work of the NFB. Um, I have friends in both organizations because of the 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 chances that the NFB and the opportunities the NFB has afforded me. I, you know, I've gotten to work with uh, Eric Bridges and Tony um, on things related to the FCC. Uh, I've now worked with Clark on a couple of different things. Uh, and so, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've met some, some ACB leaders that, um, that I've, you know, developed a good relationship with. And, um, and I, I definitely see the areas where the two organizations can partner. Um, you know, there's definitely, differences though between the two organizations and uh and i recognize that as well um but you know i have friends in in both and and i'm excited to work with both i would imagine in the ira role come next july you will probably be jet setting back and forth um you know jacksonville and orlando (laughs) i i definitely uh anticipate that um, it, it looks like uh, the way Orlando ends on the 8th. So um, I'm sure that um, on the 9th, I will be, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, quickly heading over to Jacksonville and we'll be spending some time over there um, for the for that convention. Uh, that'll be fun. I've never been to an ACB national convention, so I'm excited to get to spend a little time there. Um it's funny. Um, I, I to have him have both conventions in this in the same state, one right after the other. That's that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I you know I'm I'm wherever I land up employment wise, I I really am trying uh, my best to to make it for a few days to both. Um, I had the opportunity in my current uh, contracting role to to do the Florida State NFB convention last year and had a great time and learned a lot. Um, and I do, you know, same like you, I do have a lot of friends in both organizations. Um, one of the things that I was really happy about this past legislative season was, you know, we had two imperatives in common. Um, I, I know other states did as well, but here in Florida, we shared a lot of information. We had uh, some joint sessions where some of our, you know, the leadership were talking about how we were approaching things. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious now that, you know, now that you're going to be here, you are on ACP Media on Sunday edition. Now that you're in this role, do you do you think you'll find more opportunities where the two organizations can work together? I, I'm sure that will happen. Um, I I am not. Uh... But I'm not I'm not hired by Ira to bring the NFB and the ACB together. No, that's, and, that's and definitely not yes. what I'm doing. Not what I was hired for. Um, the Ira Ira saw something in me uh, as, as a leader, as a as a person who understands um, what what the blind community is going through. I definitely do not represent all blind people. Um, blind people. Um, represent themselves uh and so i'm i'm here to to uh, help ira understand the blind experience um and and help help ira um grow and 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 um become um a company that's recognized uh not only uh nationally 
in in the United States, but but on a world level, uh, and definitely working with governments and um, expanding the IRA access partnerships, uh, and so that that is something that that I feel like I can do and I can help with. Um, I can also help um, our our service delivery understand the needs of blind people. Um, again, I don't represent all blind people. All blind people definitely have different different needs, but uh, but I can at least explain some of the issues that um, blind people are facing and why visual interpreting is so important uh, and necessary. Uh, it's not the only end all be all tool out there. Uh, there are lots of tools that that blind people use every day. But I think Ira is one of those tools, and I think I think visual interpreting is is one of those tools that uh, definitely um, allow and enhance our ability to be independent uh, and to be um, successful in the workplace uh, and and just just participate in society on on a on a higher level um, that maybe without visual interpreting we weren't able to to meet. <laughs> So I, I have a couple of questions. Um, I, I was asking that question more from a board member perspective, but thank you for for um, enhancing what I asked because you, you gave us a good amount of of information and a good amount, or really a good amount of your perspective. Um, but we are going to let's segue into Ira itself. My first uh, my first Ira related question is Vice President of Blindness and Blindness Initiatives in layman's terms what do you do so in in layman's terms the reason why um so it was interesting when ira um they were um looking at bringing on a leader uh, who is blind to be a part of their leadership team uh that was the idea behind this position um so they they weren't sure what the title was going to be at the time. Um, <laughs> so they they had a CEO, they have a CRO, they have a CFO, they have a vice president of service delivery, uh, and they uh, have a CTO. Uh, but they they wanted to bring in um, a, a, all of those individuals are cited. Um, those that team was already in place. Oh, the CTO was hired actually at the same time I was, but they had a different CTO before that. Again, right. all all sighted people, um, and they recognized that they didn't have anyone uh, in the room with them when the, when they are discussing um, high level uh, areas about Ira and where Ira should go as a company. They didn't have a blind individual. Um, consulting with them and and talking with them, um, Janine is 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 uh, the only other blind person who does have a a a, a good title, director of customer engagement, um, but she was not in the room with leaders uh, of the company, and so um, they would look to her. Um, they certainly have had other blind people work for them before. Uh, at at one time before the pandemic, uh, Paul Schrader was working uh, as a leader in 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 Ira. Um, yeah. Before that, Jonathan Mosin had had a time with Ira, and before that, Greg Stilson had a time with Ira. So they've had bl blind individuals in their leadership role. But since the pandemic and the change, they they had to they had to um, downscale 
and they recognized that they didn't have anyone. And so that's um, what they brought me in. They asked me, they asked me to be uh, governmental affairs, uh, vice president of governmental affairs. That's what they were thinking. I didn't want to be pigeonholed in only handling governmental affairs. I, yeah. I really, I really wanted to um, Ira to, if they're going to bring me in to be a part of the leadership, I want to be a part in every aspect of Ira. Um, I, I want to be a part of, of helping um, consult and advise the service delivery. Uh, I want to be a part of consulting and advising with operations. I want to be a part of the decision making with regards to accounting and finance and sales uh, and revenue generating. Uh, so I really wanted to be a part of all of that. And I felt like I had great experience to be able to do that. Obviously, I had the governmental experience. I have the the blindness organizational level experience. I, I have all that, my time with Utah, my time with the NFB. I have an understanding of finance and revenue and, and operations from my time with Blockbuster. Um, so uh, eight years as a, as a store manager, uh, I, I had a $17 million uh, operation you know revenue generating store uh and and i had different levels of of stores uh when i was with blockbuster so i have a, a good understanding of of how uh, operations runs and how to do, how to be a good service delivery organization and so I, I wanted to be a part of all of that and 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 that's what they were bringing me in for that's what they told me they wanted a, a leader who is blind to be able to do that so i thought blindness initiatives worked in all of those aspects and all of those areas. Now, uh, do I, I am not vice president of service delivery. Savannah is. And so I definitely advise Savannah and, and consult with the Savannah, but Savannah makes the ultimate decision with related to service delivery um, with regards to anything uh, on a CEO level. Troy makes those decisions. I report directly to Troy, um, but uh, what's what's awesome is Troy is the kind of leader who brings everyone together and and asks everyone their opinion, uh, and then he makes an informed decision. And I'm really uh, impressed with his leadership style, and um, excited to work with him and uh, Kevin. And um, now we have Jeffrey uh, Patel, who is our CTO, and uh, it's it's just exciting. They're a, a fun team to work with, and and I'm you know really happy to be a part of them. Yeah, I'm going to ask for an introduction to Jeffrey too because I, I heard him speak recently. He's 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 very interesting. It'll definitely yeah. make a good Sunday edition. Um, awesome. Thank you for giving us. Thank you for giving us that outlook on what the position is. Um, I want to segue a little bit. Ira is really good at highlighting blindness initiatives, hi highlighting other products that help us out. Um, you know, we we were treated to. Oko and Janine and I, of course, last week we're talking about be my, be my AI. So how much do you think, oh, let me rephrase that. How much responsibility does Ira as a company have in telling our stories and making our stories more accessible to the other side of the world, the sighted side of the world, getting it out there in ways that people actually learn, you know, how it is to be blind or low vision? Oh, I definitely think Ira um, it, it, it ha plays an important role in, in that story, um, whether whether that be through um, 
working with different access partners to make uh, Ira's service free uh, th through every Starbucks in North America. Uh, well, we're trying to get it into Canada. We're getting closer, but we, to have it uh, all of the Starbucks in the United States, um, to have it in all of the Target stores uh, in the United States, um, to have uh, free Ira access in, in different um, state entities. Now we have a contract with Alabama um, where you, if you live in Alabama, you can um, work with the Alabama Institute for the Deaf and Blind, and you can sign up for um, uh, IRA service there. You can go, uh, we have a contract with the state of Texas uh, through Texas Workforce Commission. Um, you can sign up uh, for IRA through your vocational rehabilitation counselor as part of your uh, individual plan for employment. Um, you can go to Colorado, uh, and Colorado, uh, the uh, IRA is uh, has a contract with the government there where you can use IRA at any government facility. Um, you can use IRA on any website where if you need to do any kind of government transaction in the state, um, IRA is free for you to use there. We just signed a contract with Ohio, which I, I don't have all the details yet because it is brand new, but um, we're excited about the, the growth uh, in all of these different states. Um, that is, is something that I think uh, visual interpreting is this tool that can allow blind people to um, navigate freely, um, to be able to... Um, get work done, whether it be on a computer through the sharing or whether it be getting um, something proofread or getting uh, information through your camera phone. Um, there's just there's a, a wealth and a multitude of, of information out there that I think Ira can bring access to. Um, it's interesting. AI uh, is is an area when a, when Ira was first started, the AI part of Ira stood for artificial intelligence. Uh, and that was definitely a direction Ira was going at the time um, when it when it was founded in 2016. Um, but the AI technology at that time wasn't there. Um, when when the um, company had to kind of re reorganize um, during the pandemic as most companies had to reorganize at that time and 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 uh, you know lost especially lost, young companies yeah. yeah especially young companies um, they were able to reorganize and they they decided to change the AI to stand uh, for um, access information um, but Ira recognizes that AI is now a prominent and and is you know growing um, and we we want artificial intelligence to be a part of the service we have. We think it can be helpful both not only to the explorer um, through the app, but we also think it could be helpful to the agents. Um, and there could be information that um, through a photo that you you know you you could get that the artificial intelligence might be able to give, but then the agent might be able to get, get information related to the map, related to a facility that, that our, the artificial intelligence can provide. And then the agent can, can give you that information and, and make even the whole experience quicker. And we don't, we don't believe AI is going to replace the human uh, interaction that Ira provides. Um, but we definitely uh, believe it can enhance. And so you'll see AI come on the IRA app uh, very soon. 
Um, you'll see some changes come um, with with artificial intelligence very soon uh, in Iris. Yeah. With that being said, I want to harken back. Uh, Troy was on here um, somewhat of in, in a mea culpa um, position. And I want to get to that in a moment as well. But um, one of the things that a, a listener, an audience member had asked was about AI coming to Ira. And, you know, Troy said, we don't want to get it wrong. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and just last week, Janine and I were discussing Be My AI and, and how um, we were finding some interesting uses for it, et cetera, et cetera. We love use case scenarios here on Sunday Edition. Whenever we have Ira on, we always have interesting, uh, you know, Janine, what was the craziest thing you've heard someone do recently? Or, you know, those conversations. Um, but I really liked that answer. And this week we're, we're living proof that if you put it on, um, there is <laughs> there is the possibility that it will change without, you know, um, I'm not saying this right. I feel that it, it was a hard hit to those of us that were really enjoying using it. Um, and I'm really glad that Ira is taking the time to make sure it's integrated in a way that is beneficial and is not going to be, you know, end up with shock value to the Ira usership, the explorers. Um, do you have yeah. any comments on that? Any comments on, you know, the fact that now we cannot any photo any photos that have faces, we can't use using that piece of artificial intelligence. Yeah, it's pretty fr it's pretty frustrating. Um, and that I you know the, I don't I don't think uh, be my eyes. Uh, I I think they were they were forced to they were blindsided. Have, have that taken away. Yeah, they were blindsided yeah. by it. Um, and it, it was I was using I was a a, a virtual a tester for uh, the virtual volunteer uh, before it became be my AI. I, I was a tester for that right at the start when it came out. Um, and I was using it. It was a really cool feature. It still is an extremely cool feature, but, but yeah, losing this ability to recognize faces and photos and, and having, having it, it, it be so, um, problematic in, in what it can give you now, uh, is definitely, uh, something, uh, I think Ira recognized would probably happen uh and and why we are why we waited um and so you know it, it it's a it, it's something i think we're going to have to change whether we we have to change it through legislation through advocacy that's going to be interesting um you know right now the aclu uh feels that it's a privacy issue for faces to be um used or recognized by ai um, that's something I think us as a, as blindness organizations, we're going to have to decide how we want to approach this because we have the right to those, to that facial recognition, uh, that's out there in photos. We have the right to that just like anybody else does. Uh, and, and so why should we be denied that just because it's, it's vision? Um, and so I, I think it, it's something that, we're going to have to decide as blindness organizations, do we want to tackle this and how we, how do we want to go about it um, on an advocacy level? And it'll be interesting to see uh, how, how that uh, develops over time. Yeah. I was in an interesting conversation um, earlier this morning based on this subject. And 
you know, brainstorming a little bit. How do we want to approach this? You know, what is the stand going to be? And it was like, wait a minute, you know, can we go back to the developers and see if there's a way that, you know, we can teach now, you know, certain devices. Um, I'm thinking right off the top of my head, the Envision glasses. And it's not the greatest, but we can teach them to recognize faces, call out who, you know, when they, when they find the face, call out who it is who's in front of you. There are certain apps on on the various phones, Android and iOS that do some similar so maybe we can get back to the developers and say hey you know what recognizable celebrities things you know faces that are out there because that's their business politicians celebrities you know that's sort of free matter so open those up and then we can teach you know we can teach the technology on an individual basis to learn um you know and, and the reason i thought of that is because i started going through my mom passed away two years ago and she was the photo keeper hundreds of those small, you know, photo collectible boxes of photos. And I had sight until I was 40. So with this, I was starting to go through and not every single picture, of course, but I was starting to recognize and remember which pictures were which, what do I want to keep? What do I want to possibly give to my sister? And you know, what is not worth keeping anymore? Um, And so, you know, it was a real kick in the seat. Do you, um, do you, do you think that's a direction that we should consider um, advocating in? Oh, I definitely think we should consider advocating in that. Uh, and I think that's going to be the hardest part of the fight because I think um, you see it right now with the, the Screen Actors Guild strike. Um, yeah. You know, people uh, of in the entertainment industry and people who have recognizable faces, they're, they're very much worried about uh, AI you know, using their their recognition, their face in some kind of capacity that they that they didn't authorize, and so um, we we definitely are going to have to fight in that area. Um, we, but but you know, we're going to have to have a strong enough voice uh, unified together that that demonstrates that we need access <laughs> access to any. <laughs> Excuse me. We need access to any kind of uh, visual information um, to be uh, equal. And the world is is talking about equity and inclusion all the time. Well, right now we don't have equity uh, in this area, and and so we we're going to need to have a strong voice um, that that speaks out and and speaks up in our favor, um, so we can have that same equity. Um, I want to be able to, you know, use uh, artificial intelligence to find a, a face in a crowd. Um, yeah. Just, just like anybody especially else. Especially at conventions. <laughs> yes, especially at conventions. Uh, you know, I, 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 we do it by voice. Um, but, but boy, can you imagine if it could find a face? I mean, it, it just would make things so much quicker and, and more convenient, you know? Yeah. I'm going to take a quick moment and do housekeeping. Uh, I have a few more questions personally for Everett, and then we're going to open it up to the audience. So if you are listening out there on ACB Media, it is the same Sunday edition link every week. Just uh, go back to one of the lists, grab the link, and join us with your questions or comments. Um, So let's segue again. Access is, visual interpretation is a human right. So... Talk to us a little bit about what we as community members can do to help advocate for access slash visual interpretation as um, more 
uh, you know, as a um, right more, as a right rather than a privilege. Sure. So right now we have, we, we, we all are explorers that, that have signed up for IRA and we have a subscription plan. Um, let's face it. Uh, none of us like paying for it. I, I still have my personal plan. I, I'm paying for uh, that uh, on a regular basis. Um, but, you know, I, and I, I feel like it's important that I pay for it. But at the same time, just like anybody, if I could get it to be paid for by someone else, I would rather that. And I think uh, many of our explorers feel the same way. They feel that IRA is valuable. And so they're going to, you know, sign up and, and become an ex explorer and have a subscription plan. But if there's services out there that can offer it to us, we'd rather not pay for it. Um, you know, does the sighted person go and buy a car? Yes. But does the sighted person pay for um, all of the roads that they get to travel with that car on? Well, in a way with our taxes, yes, um, just like we do. Uh, but but there's, you know, really not a lot otherwise that the sighted person is paying for with regards to the roads and so and the way to get there. And, and that's kind of how I view uh, access partnerships. But the only way we can get those access partnerships is we have to be the advocates. We have to be the ones, you know, going out to Miami Beach and 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 talking about uh, how this great service like Ira and it how allows you to have more independence and more freedom. Um, talking to your job as it as as regards to this could be a helpful business accommodation to help you be more successful at your job and to create equality in your job um visual interpreting helps with all kinds of things um that you want it to help with does it solve everything no you know as i said before it's not a it doesn't solve everything but it definitely helps um navigating through an airport um i i i really got frustrated waiting for a tsa agent to come and or an airport employee come and help me through the airport and get to my gate and then i had to wait there at the gate until we let ban you know i never could go to a restaurant or go to a bar uh -huh. or go anywhere on my and all of those things it, that was kind of frustrating and i was i was traveling all the time so when ira came about um that that freedom to be able to just move about freely in the airport or in a mall or in a in a a big convention or conference setting um that really was a freedom that that you know i what i didn't have um when i lost my sight and so uh and it brought back to me uh, and and to be able to demonstrate that to your um your your city city council members to uh, state legislators to uh, people that run businesses that's what we should be doing uh, and and because once they see the independence and freedom and, and the equality that visual interpreting can bring um, the more likelihood of them to be able to pay for it right now um, there are over two hundred. Uh, Amazon employees working in warehouses yeah. across the United States that are uh, that have access to IRA as a business accommodation. That's a really cool thing. You know, before 
this came about, um, blind people weren't getting hired in Amazon warehouses, and now they are. Uh, and and that's a that's a huge, um, outstanding opportunity um, for job growth and job development that that blind people are getting. Uh, and you know, think about the other areas we could we could use visual interpreting, whether we're working in healthcare, we're working in, um, you know, uh, care delivery, whether it be working in um, other fields uh, in the tech industry, call centers, all kinds of areas uh, that that Ira can be a part of. And one of the things that Ira definitely wants to start doing is hiring more blind people to do more things. Um, we had a talk about what uh, we Ira has um, Ira agents and Ira has uh, agent um, managers. Uh, what if we had a blind Ira agent manager who advised the agents um, of of what they're doing and and could it could be able to with using audio description review phone calls and uh, review sessions and and be able to yeah, advise the agent control mm-hmm. yes exactly exactly um and what if you know why can't we have blind people be a part of customer care we've had a couple of blind people be hired in in those positions uh, but they haven't uh, they haven't stayed in those positions we need to find a way to make those positions to where they want to uh, blind people want to stay in those positions for quite some time and um, there's lots of areas that I think Ira can uh, demonstrate that blind people can can do and, and work um, and and be equal. And I, I, I think um, other companies are seeing that and we're the advocates. We have to be the ones to go out and, yes. and, and make that happen. So let me swing back um, a little bit. Ira, you know, Ira is still relatively an extremely small company, especially if you're looking in the tech space. Um, you and I both know this personally very well. How um, you use the word thirsty earlier, so I'm going to use that. How thirsty <laughs> is Ira for us to bring them? You know, your local your local supermarket chain, or you know, get that contact going in the smaller airport. Uh, a year ago, almost a year ago, I was thrilled to get through the Jacksonville airport using Ira with no assistance whatsoever. I'm in Miami, so the Miami airport. It's going to take a long time till I'm comfortable enough to get through that airport with just Ira. But Jacksonville being smaller and, and a well laid out airport um, with a great Ira agent, I was so happy. But I'm digressing as I'm known to do. Um, how thirsty is Ira for us to bring them these opportunities? Um, as thirsty as we possibly uh, imagine being in the Sahara Desert at the ultimate time of 120 degree heat and and you're looking for that mirage that's how thirsty we are <laughs> we we need blind people to uh be the advocates uh be out there um telling uh the the businesses that they want to um you know have their business in whether they uh want to work in that field whether they want to play um i right now I, we don't have any um sports facilities would that have Ira? Uh, I think we could change that. I, I don't understand why uh, baseball stadiums and football stadiums and basketball arenas and soccer arenas and hockey arenas and so on and so on. I don't understand why why we can't be able to go to those facilities and use Ira freely and navigate. You know, go to the restroom, go find the the whatever food we want there and find our seat again. And Ira can help with all of that. I, Ira could be helping with the 
uh, our ability to go to a cool festival or state and county fairs and all kinds of different things. Um, Ohio uh, has a, has a, an actual contract where Ira is free at the state fair. Um, the you know residents in Ohio. Find me my fried Twinkie. Yep, yeah, that's right. That's right. So I mean, we're we're very thirsty for any advocate that wants to go out, and I'm I'm happy to help facilitate that. I know Janine is also happy to help facilitate that, and any sir, any area we can help. Um, if you can set us up with a contract or a contact, we we can definitely um, negotiate with, with them and, 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 you know, work with them to make uh, Ira a free access partner. Yeah. We, we often hear why isn't Ira in this airport? Why isn't Ira in this supermarket chain? Why isn't Ira here? Why isn't Ira there? And it's, and the simplest answer is it's a very small company and you can only get to as many and how long the process actually takes to convince businesses and airports and governments to say, this is something that's actually worth it for you as an entity, because a, the customer service, you know, um, exposure of doing this for the community is great. It's great PR. B you're going to have more of the disabled, you know, the blind and low vision community accessing your et cetera, et cetera. But the process is long and arduous. And, and so wherever we as explorers can kickstart the process, um, you know, if there's, if there's places out there that you frequent, show those leaders, whether they be store managers or corporate managers or, you know, com county commissioners, show them Ira, show them what it looks like, show them how to use it. And then, you know, try to get meetings on the books or pass it off to Janine and Everett. <clears throat> Definitely. I want definitely. I want to segue again. Um, I have two more serious questions for you. Then we're going to do a couple of fun yeah. ones and open it up to the audience. Um, okay. We collect questions via the Sunday edition email address, and this corresponds to a conversation happening right now um, in the Facebook community. Uh, when you are using an IRA access offer. Mm -hmm. And you want to slip something personal and like reading your mail or identifying a photo or something. What is Ira's official stance on using Ira for personal uses while in access offer settings? So when we're in an access offer setting, we we are uh, beholding to the the company or the entity that has set up the access offer. And so they set it up because they want uh, your business, uh, your reasons for using Ira in that facility to be for the business related. Um, so, so that is definitely um, something that if you're going to do a personal task um, right now, uh, most likely the agent is going to um, have to change and 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 put it back into your subscription, your personal plan to do the personal task within that um, that access offer. Now, um, the access offer when we set it up, the it's it's called a geofence. So basically, we put this geofence right. around the facility, and and that's how we know that it's free there. The access offer um, can only be um, taken off or removed or or changed only by the agent and the agent um so it's kind of your responsibility as a as a as an ira explorer to tell the uh, agent look 
I, I'm actually using this related to the task. Uh, I'm, I'm going to review the website or I'm going to I want to look at some some kind of of a document related to that business. So you've got to be a little more, um, you know, just expressive in, with the agent and telling them that what you're using it for is related to the business. Um, and then, you know, you need to be truthful and honest when you're when you're wanting to use it for a personal task, like maybe maybe you live inside of a geofence and but you're really just needing to, you know, find your shoe <laughs> because you can't find it uh, that, you know, that's more of a personal task that's not related to the business. So, got gotcha. Thank yeah. you for that. Sure. Um, and so. You know, again, Troy was here a couple of months ago. Change breed often breeds shock. Shock can then breed, you know, fear or anger and then can breed mistrust. And, and it's a vicious cycle. How do you think the comp, you know, and of course, there was a lot of change last year. Um, how do you think the company is doing in rebuilding uh, the trust <laughs> and the um, stability feeling for our community? As far I think as our services are concerned. Sure. I, I think transparency, I, I think, is the biggest thing. We we weren't as transparent um, with with some of the decisions we've made. And I think we're changing that um, and making things more transparent all the time. Uh, and, and I think that's that's the biggest thing with trust with a company is it's just, you know, coming out and saying exactly why we need to make this change and what we're making it for listening to our customers, listening to what, what they're telling us and being transparent and just, you know, trying to, trying to demonstrate that we are an open company and we want your, your feedback. We want your business. Um, and we realize that you are um, the reason we exist. And so we, I, I that's what I think. I think that's going to create more stability. One of the things that, um, you know, when I came on, uh, we were looking at the conventions and 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 people were asking me what would make a big difference to uh, explorers and, and a big announcement that would make a big difference to uh, the blindness community. And and I said, uh, the company at that point was prof is profitable uh, is doing better as a company last year the company was not profitable uh, but the company now is profitable uh it's starting to bring on new employees and and, and new leadership um and expanding um so one of the things you know I, I was asked what would what would the blindness community appreciate or what would they want and i just said simply extend the plans extend the plans for another year yeah. uh and 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 just let people keep their plans that they're currently on and uh, and that that message was well received from Troy um, and, and from the leadership team. And we were able to bring that out to the community. And, and I think that message was well received from the community as well. So um, and I, I hope that that everyone that that is a IRA Explorer will will, you know, be confident and uh, take solace that their plan is not going to change anytime soon. I received a text message while you were talking. Um, so I have to circle all the way back. I did not follow up. Thank you so much, Lisa, for reminding me. Um, were you satisfied with the results of the lawsuit with Blockbuster? Lisa wants to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, Lisa. Blockbuster settled out of court, as many companies do in this situation. Um, 
what I was, I, I didn't, I didn't get rich um, or anything like that. I, I did get um, a, a nice uh, uh, monetary um, compensation. Yeah. Compensation. But um, what was most important to me was Blockbuster admitted wrongdoing. They admitted that they Good. did not, did not, that they discriminated against me and they did not handle um, the, the fact that I was asking for, uh, you know, equipment or to better accommodations to be able to do my job. They recognized that they did not do that and that they had, had, had admitted wrongdoing against me. And that, that meant more to me than the monetary. The monetary was nice. Um, I, I was already back employed by the time that was finished. I, I, um, was you know on my way again I, uh, working for the state of utah and so the, the monetary was nice what i was so impressed with too with the nfb is the nfb didn't ask for any monetary um winnings from uh, my case either um scott labar uh charged me that the 10 percent uh that an attorney usually will charge in those situations and that was it. I didn't the the NFB yeah. didn't didn't and require he's got any to of pay as well. Yeah, 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 exactly. But 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 that, I think that was more important, Anthony, that, that the NFB didn't require me to pay them. You know, even though they represented me, um, or Scott did, I guess. But Scott was working for the NFB at the time. You know, uh, yes, he does have uh, associates that work for him in his business, but. I was just blown away by that. I, I I I totally expected that most of my monetary winnings would go back to the NFB because they were representing me, but that did not happen. Um, so, yeah, I think that that's a testament to the organization. Thank you very much for sharing that. Sure. I, I'm very you know, I'm pleased to hear that. All right, let's do a couple of fun questions. So, let's talk about reading. Human voice, synthetic voice, one only, you don't care. What's your reading style? Um, when I'm reading for for a business, uh, you know, reading emails, reading text messages, reading uh, articles, things like that, that's all um, synthetic speech because I, I can make it quicker. I can, um, I can definitely yeah. uh, be more efficient. Um, if I'm reading for pleasure... I love a human reader <laughs> and uh, there's nothing better than, than a, than a human reader. And I, I use the Victor stream. Uh, I, for, for most of my reading and uh, I download books and I love human readers. Yeah. What is your current favorite piece of technology app and, or, you know, places to go for information? Oh, wow. My favorite piece of technology is my iPhone. I use it for, so many things um related to work and and fun and and everything uh, uh my my favorite app i i love man, that's a really hard question um i guess it would probably be uh i i do a lot of fantasy sports um I know you're keeping me from NFL football this this morning. Luckily, <laughs> luckily the Cowboys or the Dolphins—they're not playing right now. So, <laughs> but uh, we—I I love fantasy sports, and I, I play a lot of fantasy football and baseball leagues. And so, I love the Yahoo Fantasy app. Uh, it's a great app. It's very accessible. Um, I love uh, Blind Square. Uh, I think it's a fabulous app that I can get information on businesses and, and directional information. 
Um, it, it's an awesome app. Uh, I I enjoy um, the uh, the the uh, podcast app. I'm trying to think of the name of the one I use. Um, I think I'm just using Apple Podcast. Yeah, um, and I I enjoy that and and use that all the time for stuff. So yeah. All right. So podcasts. What are your guilty pleasure podcasts? Guilty pleasure podcast. I'm I'm really into this. Uh, the Fab Five. Uh, the the hosts right now of uh, all all late night shows like Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. and Jimmy Fallon. They have a podcast that it is yeah. really fun. Uh, and I, I I'm really into that one right now. Awesome, awesome. Uh, what's your go-to music genre or artist? You know what? What do you put on just to feel good or sing out in the shower? I, I'm a U2 fan. A U2 is my my first favorite band. Uh, I've I've loved them since the '80s and uh, and well, listened to everything. Baby. Yeah, um, <laughs> I I I definitely um, I grew up in the '80s with music, so I I definitely like a lot of new wave alternative. I I just went to Duran Duran and The Cure. I went to those concerts. I'm gonna go to Peter Gabriel in Dallas. I'm gonna go nice. see Depeche Mode here in Salt Lake. So I I definitely like a lot of new wave alternative. Um, and so, yeah. And, and I, I, I also like the, the nineties grunge music cause that was when I was in college. And so, um, so I I'm closer to the eighties and nineties than anything else. All right. If you could spend a week as anybody, you know, famous, not famous now past, or even in the future, if you could have a week to do, you know, a different kind of life, what would you want to do or who would you want to be? Wow. I think I'd like to be Tom Brady. Nice. That'd be a cool, cool cool person to be, uh, to be recognized (laughs) everywhere, to be the athletic um, prowess that he had uh, to be, you know, winning, winning. uh, It would have to be Super Bowl week, right? (laughs) Yeah, it would have to be Super Bowl week, but uh, I'll, I I don't know. You know, I, I just, I really, I really liked, uh, the way he led his life. Um, he seemed like a guy who was confident, but he was also humble um, whenever he did interviews and things like that. And he, you know, uh, he, he's rich beyond belief too. So that would be kind of cool. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Angela is your wife, right? Angela is my wife. Yes. What would Angela say is your best quality and your most frustrating quality? Uh, she would probably say my my best quality is my ability to adapt to any any situation. I uh, I'm really good at adapting to to situations that might come at me um, from different levels. I, I don't get I don't get really I, I'm kind of even Steven when it comes to anything. I, so nothing really gets me too flustered. Um you know, I'm positive and I'm excitable and, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm fun to be around. These people have told me that, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, arrogant. Um, and, 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 you know, that type of thing. I, I, I just adapt to any situation. So she would say that frustrating. She would probably say my most frustrating, um, quality 
or or characteristic would be um that i i i don't always pay attention to everything and i i think some of that's related to my blindness and uh i might leave a door open a cabinet door open or i might leave something uh on a counter that you know was in an odd place or things like that because i just I don't always pay attention to to details <laughs> like that. Um, and so that's that's probably what she would say. But I think she would really like me to drive. Um, so she she <laughs> wants she wants me to get an autonomous vehicle Ms. as much as I want autonomous vehicle because she has to drive most of the time when when we're together and she likes being a passenger. So whenever like we do do a, a go on a date or anything, I always try to get us a, an Uber or something like that. So, so Aww. you know, she doesn't always have to drive. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, that's really sweet. Um, yeah. all right, I got one more for you. I yeah. personally had what I like to call a blind mess day yesterday. I b- broke oh, two no. pieces of glass while the cl- luckily while the cleaning lady was here, but I was trying to help and do. <laughs> you know, I set a lot of things up before she gets here. I have laundry going. I, I take everything out of the refrigerator, start wiping it down, and things like that. So I broke two nice pieces of glass yesterday. Oh. Can you share with us one of your blind mess moments and one of your blind triumph moments? Oh. Hmm. And get ready, Sheila. We're going to open it up. <laughs> okay. Blind mess moments. We were, um, and this just happened recently. Um, we we had um, just had a, a room um, redone where we had it painted and we had um, some wallpaper done on one side and painting done the rest of the room. And so we had to move all the furniture out and, and we had to move the furniture back. And we had this couch. It was actually a new couch that we we had um, put in the room. It was in the center of the room, but now we had to get it put back into the place. I I didn't realize that uh, it had wheels on the because it's a trundle bed type of couch, and I I thought the wheels on the on the bottom of it would make the couch easy to move on the hardwood floors. And it Uh-oh. wouldn't scratch the hardwood floors. So I started moving it myself. And it, it, sure enough, it scratched the hardwood floors, something awful. And 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 that was a real blind mess moment, you know, because I, I didn't know it until it was done. It was too late. And and you can't you can't fix that real easily. No. So yeah. um, and that, that, you know, we we have a carpet that we're going to put over it and stuff we're we're but you know my wife was a little devastated by that uh, cuz you know she can see the scratch i can't see the scratch but i know i did it now and and so that was definitely a blind mess moment and that that sucked you know <laughs> so um uh, you know she forgave me of course but you know it's just you know that that was a, definitely a blind mess moment that that i'd i'd like to have back Blindness. I think you need to plan an extra Uber date, by the way. Yeah, probably <laughs> too. You're right. I've had so many blindness triumph moments in, in my life. Um, uh, thanks to um, the opportunities that have, um, you know, the NFB and, and other areas of my life that have been afforded to me, but then opportunities I've created as well. Um, you know, you opportunities sometimes fall in your lap 
and opportunities sometimes you have to really push and and make happen uh and and i've definitely had those in both both parts of my life or different parts of my or times in my life um i would say the blindness triumph moment this was a really cool thing um i was newly blind um in houston texas and i I was um, just starting to use my cane as an identity cane and also to give me information in front of me. Um, I, I, I was, you know, learning from other blind people and, and, and people that I had talked to. So I, uh, but I was kind of learning it on my own. And, and it was definitely, uh, it took a lot for me to, you know, show the world that I was blind now. Uh, Cause before any of that, I was faking it. You didn't know, you know, I was blind. And so now I'm, I'm announcing to the world with my cane, um, that here I am, I, I, I'm a blind man and I, I'm, I'm, you know, being recognized as a blind man. So I'm walking, um, downtown Houston and, uh, uh, this, 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 uh, man sitting at the stop, he yells out at me, Hey, blind man, can you spare some change? And I just thought, wow, you know, how cool is this? He's asking me for change. He's not expecting me for assist. You know, he's not expecting me to need something from him or need. <laughs> he's coming to me and he's saying, hey, can you spare some change? And so I just thought that it was kind of a, an aha moment and a triumph moment because I was thinking the world sometimes doesn't care that you're blind they just see you as yeah. a successful individual i was in a suit i was i was professionally dressed and i was using a cane and i was walking as a blind individual and you know that that individual recognized that i could give him something um and that i could be something for him rather than someone always having to be something for me uh and and i, that, I thought that was a really cool triumph moment you might have heard my chuckle. I had the exact same experience on the Staten Island Ferry. And for me, it was the same thing. That was the moment that I was like, oh, you know what? Not everybody is looking at me. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. is following the progress of the blind guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That really All makes right. a difference, doesn't it? It does. It sure does. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I gravitated to ACB. It was the luck of of the draw that ACB got me first. Um, like I said, I, I definitely... Uh, experience a lot with the NFA as well, but, um, you know, finding the organization also. Um, so, yeah. you know, you, you brought some feelings up to the surface for me today. Sheila, let's, um, let's start hearing from our audience. All Who do right. we have first? Jane? Uh, yes, and I'm glad to be right here right now. Um, I am not using an IRA plan right now, but I will um, again soon. I don't do a lot of traveling because I'm being a caregiver for somebody and I need to be on site here at home. What I'm thinking about a lot is how do folks who are blind advocate for IRA and they should, but I also know it can be really frustrating if you go someplace where everybody is visually oriented and they just truly can't get it. The example I can give you is living in New Braunfels, Texas, where we used to live. And there is a main crossing, a four-way, 50 billion car uh, crossing that I had to cross all the time. 
So I invited the city engineers to come for a little field trip. And we walked up to that corner. I handed him a sleep shade and said, put sleep shade and said, here, you put this on and let's talk about what we've got going on here. What, you know, even though you know it visually, you know it mentally, but do you know it with your ears and your determination to get across this intersection? They had side, oh, what do you call them? Cars can turn right. Uh, they had walking lanes. Right on right. Yeah. All of that, all of that stuff. It was, it is still, well, he wouldn't cross. He said, I, I, I won't do this. I'll tell you when I think we could cross. And I said, yes. And I'm here to tell you that I crossed this and it can be done. What do you think? So we had somebody on standby who then came along and said, would you like a sighted guide? And the guy goes, yes. But I'll tell you what. We need to take uh, assimilation or simulation, I guess is what I really mean, even though I don't like it for everything. But I think in that kind of a situation, it can be useful. I also, I also think we need a, a list of the five essential things that anybody we're taking IRA to needs to think about. And so that's it. Well, those are all great ideas, um, Jane. D just tell me, um, after after the experience was over in New Brunswick, it took by three the way, months. I, okay, and but they, they had did the change. whole crossing. Yeah, the whole oh, crossing cool. changed. Yeah, we did the so, whole thing. That's that's awesome, though. So that's you a had great success, example. Though. Yeah, yeah, that's a great example. Um, that's that's definitely well, what many of us do. Them. Yeah. yeah. And oh, yeah. If, no. If there's any more Advoc information I can get to, mm, let me help expedite this. Advocating is definitely not a one and done type of thing. No. Advocating never. is something you you have to keep doing, and yeah. and sometimes if you're the only voice, it it, it really gets difficult. So, yeah. um, you know, well, it, I was that's able to I, tell them that that is a major crossing. Yeah. If they can do that, people who are aging who want to be yep. able to be out walking, all of that. I just made a list. The kindergartners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And and that's why I think organizations like NFB and ACB are so important. I mean, I, yes. there's, there's, there's value in numbers. When, yes. when, um, when there's 10 or 20 of us that can come and say, this intersection needs help. Well, yep. that makes a massive difference to, yep. to yep. Uh, uh, leaders and organizers and city developers and stuff. So, yes, yeah. that's all. Thank you, Jane. Jane. Thank you so much, Jane. You know, Jane, right, so um, you're a you're oh, a, you're a caregiver too, Jane. Um, yeah. You know, that's something I think we that's an area Ira could help and assist. But we, oh. we haven't really really got into the healthcare industry much, and uh, you know, being able to read mm. the non-visual medical devices that we have to deal with, being able to read prescriptions, being able yes. to to provide the care that that we're doing. Um, it's you daunting. Know, that, yeah, visual interpreting can help with that, and that's I think that's an area Ira can get into, and and maybe we can work with the medical insurance providers and and other providers to be able to you know provide Ira as an access. So that's well, an area I definitely really, want to explore. Yeah, and you've yes. really prompted me to to you know I I often sit here and think, okay, where can I be useful now? And I think you just nailed it. Dang it. 
So I <laughs> will talk both with Ira. I also will talk with my insurance health provider and the VA. Oh, let me take on the VA. Yeah, let's take on the VA. Let's yeah, do let's it. Take on the VA. Right. Thank you so much, Jane. Yes. And you know, it's yeah, yeah. That brings I, I you know, post conversation with Troy, one of the ideas I had mm. um, with IRA Access is getting onto the telemedicine websites. Mm. Have a link or something available to say, you know, what if you're having difficulties? Here's a service that can help. But anyway, that's the Sheila who Thank is up both. next. Thank you so much, Jane. All right, Cindy, you can unmute. Sheila, hi, Anthony, and hi, Everett. Hi, Cindy. Um, hi, how are you? I would like to thank Janine for hooking us up. Well, not hooking us up, but linking us together. Because yep. I live in the state of Maryland. And when I see all these states and government offices and business getting access to IRA, well, I said, okay, I love to advocate, and oh, I can be pretty forceful. And here in the state, she's of one of them good troublemakers ever. Yes, I am. A <laughs> I know. I think he's already found that out, Anthony. I have. Yes, he has. <laughs> and I will tell you that in Maryland, out of the fifty states in our country, we are the worst state at accessibility. None of our government offices are accessible. Nothing. If you want to file for unemployment, you can't. If you want to file to EEOC, you can't. If you want to file for anything to do with anything in this state, including the Department of Rehab Services, there is much difficulty. I mean, as a benefits counselor, I get complaints from everybody in the state on accessibility. We don't have it. In our grocery stores, it would be great to have. I'm been trying to reach out with Giant Food, which is a very large grocery store in this state. We have like 200, but they are part of the corporate of A-Hold, which has multiple grocery store chains. So it's taking some work. Airports, I let me tell you, I wouldn't go through any airport without Ira. Um, and the Lady Jane, I see she hung up, but even as a caregiver, it can be very helpful to her when you're working with somebody Care, caregiving for somebody in your household. I would like to thank TJ for three years ago. He guided me into getting a tick off my back, um, which I was able, dropped it. But we found it on the floor and I took it in so that I could have it tested. And I took a cake to an event a few weeks ago and everybody's going, why did you decorate that cake? I said, it was easy. And then I said, thank you, Ira. And you know, I've been going I've been going around businesses around here and I use it all the time. And people, you know, they don't under people don't get blind. They don't get it. Um, they say, Well, but you have a guide dog. I went, uh, duh. I can target him to various items in a store, but he can't read diced tomatoes from whole tomatoes. That is not in his contract. He's a <laughs> you know, they don't yes. get it. And people go, I've had oh. to explain that a lot. <laughs> yes. And I mean, it's like, it's just, it's amazing. Even blind people, they say, but it's taking away from the use of your plane and your dog. Uh, no, it's not. You don't so, Cindy, my... are we moving towards a question? <laughs> okay. What my, yes, we are. So, my question to you, Everett, is 
where is this going with Ira for us in the next year coming in through January? I mean, is our basic, do you, can you answer that? Are you allowed to answer where our plans are going or what we can expect? Well, you, you definitely can expect more growth from IRA Access Partners. Um, we're we're adding on different IRA Access Partners all the time. Um, we, we like I told you, we just announced uh, Ohio, though with the entire state mm-hmm. of Ohio. We, we, we have a, uh, um, we just announced um, some different uh, universities uh, that are listed. I don't have them all off, off top of head, but, uh, and we also um, have a, an accommodations piece coming with Walmart that um, we're getting ready to announce. So uh, that, those are, those are some, you're going to see continued growth with with uh ira access partners that's something i can tell oh, you well, um, i'm trying but, uh, but and you're going to also see changes in the app over the next few months um you're going to see uh things added like a call transfer um where mm-hmm. uh the age instead of you having to hang up because the agent is at the end of their shift and you have to get another agent uh, you're going to be able to see the oh, ability of the agent to be able to transfer your call to another agent. That's going to happen, uh, and it's going to happen sooner rather than later. You're going to see more features added. Well, right now, we just, in fact, last week, we just put in the ability for you to change your payment um, in the IRA app, the new IRA Explorer app. So you can now change your payment plan. You can change your credit card information. Um, that was a feature that we had in leg- in the IRA Legacy that wasn't available until about a week ago. So now it's back. Um, you're going to see more of that. You're going to see more features added. Um, and, you know, you're going to see AI at some point, too. So Good. Well, that's great. And uh, so you're telling me when I travel between Maryland and Indiana and I go into Ohio, I'll be able to use IRA at various places? I, you'll have to sign. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be. Do I have to I, sign I, I, in there? You're going to have to sign up with uh, Accessible Ohio. Uh, that's oh, okay. the the organization that runs it. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, thank yeah. you, Everett. I think you're the guy, Anna. We really <laughs> thank appreciate you, Cindy. you. Okay. Bye. Have a good bye. One. Thank you, Cindy. Everett is is Connecticut still online with Ira? Connecticut is not any longer. That that <laughs> partnership ended. It was mainly through transportation on Connecticut, but, uh, they, I, I, I don't know. It was ended before I came on. Um, but, but my understanding is it's not active any longer. All right. Sheila, who's up next? I want to say this might be Margie, but 916 ending in 505. Could you please unmute? You're right, Sheila. All You're right. right. Hi, Margie. Well, great Sunday show. Edition, I've been listening on Alexa and, um, I want to say a couple things. I, I, I'm a former employee of the Department of Veterans Affairs, and I believe that the VA still provides IRA for all blind vets that choose to use it free of charge. I don't know what their time limit is, um, but the vet has to be blind. Um, I also want to say about advocacy. Um, we work with the Sacramento International Airport, and I'll never forget the first call when Tiffany Manosh brought up IRA. And um, she's an NFB gal that we absolutely, our chapters work closely together. And um, anyway, I remember the gentleman saying, we can't do it. It's a single source. And I say, thank God I was on that call because I, sa- I introduced myself. I said, my name is Margie Donovan. I'm a retiree from the Department of Veterans Affairs. And you absolutely can do a single um, 
um, a single source contract. I said, in the VA, we do it all the time. I um, can't remember the number of the form because I'm still dealing with a concussion, but I gave him the form number that he had to fill out to justify it. And then what happened is the airport manager took over because we weren't happy with this man. This man is still on, but in no time did we get Ira in the Sacramento airport once the airport manager took over. And not only that, Tiffany organized a group of blind division impaired people to go meet with the airport officials and show them how IRA helps us. I use IRA. I don't travel a lot, but I use IRA during the holidays. Um, when my sweetie and I, he sighted, got to our gate and I wanted to go get us some coffee. And he says, are you sure? I said, I'm perfectly sure I can deal with this. And I'll tell you, I was absolutely thrilled to not have to say, R.C., will you go get the coffee? I don't know where it is. It was incredible. It was empowering. And I really encourage everyone listening or everyone who might listen to the podcast, one member of the blindness community can absolutely make a change. You go to wherever you need to go to, whatever you, wherever you want, Ira, you show them how it works. And people don't have a clue. They don't have a clue. And they say, well, we have meet and assist, but we all know meet and assist take forever, and we might miss some flights. And this frees up their meet and assist to help people in wheelchairs that really need to be helped. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Margie. Thank you. All right, Sheila, who's up next? We don't have any other hands at this time. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Of course, every time I say that. 816 ending in 606. You can unmute. Hello? Hello. Oh, wait, I wasn't sure because that wasn't exactly my number. But anyway, I'm at, I am 816. But uh, what I was wondering, I missed the first part of this, so it could have been covered. But uh, I've used IRA for about a year now, and I'm, I was very happy to be able to use that. I got the blind shell, and so then I was able to start using Ira, and it really helped, especially over the holidays. But uh, a few months ago, Janine was on a program, and she was saying that sometimes when people call in, they can't get an agent or whatever. And when she said that, I had not had that problem. But over these last few months, I have. And I was just wondering, I mean, if they need to hire more agents or they need to make a bigger profit to hire more agents or if it's being addressed or what the problem is? Uh, that's a great question. And I have noticed, we've noticed that some uh, ourselves. I've noticed it even uh, my experience. Um, our goal is to try to get every call um, answered under 20 seconds. Now, you know, we, we, we know we haven't met that goal uh, over the last couple of months, we have okay. done a bit of a we we have done a bit of a change to uh, how the agents are scheduled, um, and that has caused some agents to leave uh, because they yeah. didn't like the scheduling that we had put in place for them. But we we believe that it's a, a growing pain that we have to go through in order to eventually meet uh the service delivery uh needs that we have um so we have hired on uh more agents um so we know that that the the times are getting better um and we hope that you'll you'll start to see that if you haven't seen it already uh but i but i do recognize that 
right after the conventions um during the the month of august and a little bit beginning of september there definitely was a a problem there we had brought on a lot of agents to cover for the conventions and then we had to adjust the schedules we 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 lost some agents and so uh, it kind of was this uh a, a wave type of thing and we got back on track and i think you're going to see better times and and us meet those that goal of under 20 seconds if we can do it um you're going to see that happen more often um over over the next few months yeah because like for doing things i need help with around the house it's not a huge deal usually i mean i can call back later in the day or something and get somebody but when i have little mobility problems it's it's it would not be a good idea if you know i tried to get some help and i couldn't get any help so that's why i was wondering i agree i i was um i was going to the salt lake airport the other day um and um and i i i normally will will get ira ready in the car right before i get dropped off and so it's ready to go when i step out of the vehicle and uh it didn't pick up right away and so i had to you know, figure out how to go on my own to find the front door of the airport. And by the right when I got into the airport door, <laughs> heading the towards the escalator, up. the agent picked up and I was like, oh, <laughs> I, I stuck with him the rest of the way. But yeah, <laughs> but it definitely, you know, those types of things, it happens to all of us. Uh, but it's something I know that we are working on making better all the time. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I truly believe our community is plagued with a higher percentage of Murphy's Law. Um, And I I say this because (laughs) when I want to do, you know, when I need a little help with mail or, you know, a task that I don't need done right now, I seem to never have to wait. But when I am in a subway station or looking for the, you know, the the bus stop, (laughs) those will be the times that I'm like waiting for a minute, a minute and a half. Um, and in Miami, it's hot. So, you know, each minute and a half counts. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Sheila, do we have any more hands? No, sir. Oh, Margie. Uh, there goes Margie. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Margie. Hi again. A um, couple of comments that I'd like to answer, uh, a suggestion. And um, I want to first talk about new agents. I've been experiencing a lot of new agents recently, and um, I find it frustrating. They ha- they're not clear how to tell us where to aim the camera, and so it takes longer. And um, I don't know what you guys do when you do your onboarding, but it'd be really helpful if you guys do some agent calls and teach them that. And I'm not assuming you don't. I just have found it frustrating. The other thing, This is near and dear to my heart. The one day and the only day I used Ira to travel, I have a front carrying case for it, was the day of my concussion. What I did wrong, this wasn't Ira. And I told the agent, I've never used it for travel before. And I was going to Sally's Beauty, which is um, beyond Walmart. I had to go past Walmart. And when I stepped on the curb, she said, you're in front of Walmart. I then thinking, oh, I should put the phone to my left so she could read the stores that I go by, that I'm going by. And that's when I ran into the grocery cart return and the rest, I don't need to talk about. I I sustained a pretty severe concussion. 
I think, and again, I'm not blaming Ira. I moved the phone. But having and mentioning to her, it would have been nice not knowing if somebody, if the agent had said, always keep the phone in front of you when you're traveling. If that had happened, I would not be in the position I am now. And I would like you just to address the kind of things that agents are allowed to say. Thank you, Margie. Uh, yeah, thank you, Margie. And I, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. And I hope you recover quickly. Um, I, I will say that agents are definitely allowed to say wh where you should aim the camera. Uh, and, and I know that agents are instructed on that um, when when they're when they're going under training. We don't throw agents out there immediately. Uh, they go through um, an extensive training where they're learning um, from other agents and, and and they even will sometimes will have a new agent uh, do some training with with a, a seasoned explorer who's been using Ira for lots of different things. We'll have them do training together so that way uh, they can. I've done that cut, with cut their, with an agent. Yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I have. Yeah. So so that that definitely is something we we try to do. Uh, agents can definitely tell you. Uh, whether the light is green or the light is red or or something like that. Now, the agent will not tell you it's safe to cross because that's your responsibility to to be able to do that. But but the agent can definitely tell you those informations. The agent can definitely tell you, um, I'm only getting the left side of what you're pointing the camera at. Can you adjust the camera? And I've had many agents tell me that I need to adjust the camera. I, I, I uh, have been wearing a... a a, a no bounce pouch that that I bought that that I have the phone in uh, that that um, sometimes I've had to adjust because it, it got a little off kilter. Um, so you you definitely um, you know the agents should be telling you that, and I, I'm sorry in that situation it didn't. I, I will urge you know please uh, when you have time the the feedback uh, options we've we've definitely worked on that on the app, and so it's mm -hmm. much easier to provide feedback. And you don't have to do it right away. You can go back and provide the feedback later. So, um, you know, when, when you're in a place where you have time to do the feedback, uh, please go and do that for us. Please give us that feedback. We we do have people that read those uh, every feedback that you leave. We we have people that read them. Uh, we we definitely use those feedbacks in our trainings uh, and in, in our discussions um, with agents. So, um, you know, please continue to do that. If you haven't done it, please do so. Can if I, I can jump in there too. Ahead. Sure, go ahead. Can I go back to June 10th and do that? Or is, is yes, that you can. Late? You sure can. No, okay. um, you, can, you, you can go back through your history. Uh, under the app, under, under you know, my, his, I think it's uh, usage, there's a history and you can open that up, a call history and you can open that up and you can go through all of your sessions within the last couple of months and you can find that. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you, Everett. Appreciate you. Sure. Thank you, Margie. Janine, Anthony, you I, have 10 minutes. How many more hands do we have? None. Okay. Janine and I, um, and Troy and I too, multiple times on Sunday edition have talked about, you know, getting ready to make your IRA call um, and, you know, steps that you can do to maximize it. And one of the times a, a similar question was asked, and I, I loved Janine's answer. Janine said, the agents can tell you everything your eyes would show you. They can't give you opinions, um, you know, for traveling. Uh, 
they can't, you know, it's safe to cross, et cetera, et cetera. They give you the same information your eyes would show you, which I thought was a great answer. But um, bringing it to you, Everett, what are some of your tips before you make an IRA call? What are some of the things you do to get ready? Um, I definitely will, um, you know, I, I plan where, what I'm going to be using it for and why I'm going to be using it. Um, I definitely, if I'm going to be navigation traveling with it, um, which is what I use it more than anything else. Uh, I, I have, I have this, this no bounce pouch that, that I bought, um, from, uh, Larry in South Carolina. Um, his, the name of his business is escaping me right at the moment, but we, we have a, a link to it on our, our website and I've seen it out there on Facebook a lot, the no bounce pouch. Um, but, uh, it's, a it's an awesome thing that you can wear around your neck. It's leather. Um, it's, it's, uh, not heavy, uh, but it's, but it's stable to where the, the, my, my phones, I have a 13 mini and it sits in, sits in it really nicely. And the camera is, is positioned straight there. Um, I will think about what I'm doing and and how what kind of questions i'm going to need to ask so if it's if it's related to navigation i'm going to be asking i'm going to know like what what my gate is so i can tell the agent i'm going to need to go to gate d7 or whatever or i'm going to need to tell the agent that i need to go check in first at the at the front desk or uh because i have a bag i need to check or uh, those types of things. I, I'm, I'm going to make sure my Bluetooth headphones are charged, uh, that my phone has <laughs> yeah. a battery has a good charge. Uh, all of those things I'm going to be thinking about. Um, you know, when I when I'm going to go, if I need to go find a a, a, cer a certain thing in the pantry, uh, you know, and and the cans have all been moved around because the last time I did it, <laughs> I'm I'm going to. Think about what exactly, which can I'm trying to find. Am I trying, I'm not going to say uh, I need to find a can of beans. Well, what kind of beans do you need to find? Is it kidney beans or is it pinto beans? Or is it, you know, those types of things are helpful for the agents. Don't assume they know what you're looking for. So uh, be specific with the agent and, and you know, tell them exactly what you need from them. Uh, and they'll do it. Uh, so uh, it was interesting. I put a table together um, for my outdoor uh, furniture. We have a, a new table that we got a couple of months ago, and um, I I wanted to put it together. So it was it was one that came with instructions, and uh, it was cool because the agent was able to read me the different instructions, tell me which screws were different from other screws that I needed to put together, what tool I would need, and you know I put this whole table together myself, and that was that was really kind of fun and exciting and. But, you know, I needed to be specific exactly what I needed to needed the agent to tell me so I could make sure I put that table together correctly. And I, I find the message to call feature really, really helpful. Um, oh, yeah. Any any good examples from when you've used the message and agent feature? I, I have used the message to call like if I I've had to do a few presentations um, on a uh, zoom. And so I've used that ahead of time where I'm said, I'm going to be on this presentation. Uh, I, I need you to be able to read this document, but, uh, but I'm not going to be able to converse with you, uh, while the calls going uh -huh. on because, because I'm in the middle of a presentation. And so, but I need you to be able to read to me the share screen and tell me what's going on. So I've used that. Uh, and that's been extremely helpful for me. Awesome. Awesome. Any fun Iris stories you want to share as we're getting ready to wrap up? Fun Iris stories. 
there's kind of a gross fun Irish story. I, uh, I, I, um, we, we, we were doing some yard work and, and my wife saw a dead mouse. Um, and the, that, that's, that's the, even though my wife is, you know, this accomplished neurologist, she was done. She's like run left the yard out. So I knew I needed to find this mouse and uh, and get it uh, out because I I have a dog and I don't want my dog to find the mouse and or anything like yeah. that. So uh, yeah, so that was I, I and I had an agent come on and and I told her ahead of time this is going to be kind of gross and this is going to be you know I wanted to make sure you're okay with this and I told her exactly what I needed done before I ever aimed the camera or anything and and she was really she's like. Oh, I've had to help a blind person do this before. <laughs> so, uh, and that was really cool, you know. So, and so I was able to find the dead mouse and get rid of it, and you know, and it was cool because I, I don't, I don't know if I'd have found it without, you know, a sighted assistant in that uh, visual interpreting at that point. So, I also Absolutely. dropped a, a lit cigar one time, Anthony, <laughs> on oh. my deck, and I had to oh. find that before I started a fire. And I yeah. helped me find that. So that's a fun Irish story, too. <laughs> so, yeah, we yeah. now have three dogs in, in our household. And during, you know, Florida has very aggressive rain. Um, you know, mm -hmm. and so during an aggressive rain, they will not go out into oh, the yeah. grass. Um, oh, so, yeah. you know, once in a while, I've got to do the Lanai scoop up thing. And, and I always start to call <laughs> up with, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, but this is not going to be a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find you know, a couple of uh, piles. You want to know the uh, number one request of Ira Explorers? Yeah, please. Finding poop. That's the is number really? one. The number one request of Ira Explorers is finding dog poop and cleaning it. Then up. I yeah. am not gonna feel bad anymore. Once in a blue moon at convention, it happens too because you know he will. Yeah. My my personal guide dog will not go in the relief areas. About two and a half feet before it, he sits down, and I could drag, I can beg, I could cry. <laughs> 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 yeah all right Everett thank you so much for spending time with us today um do you want to share some contact information and why don't you refresh folks on the IRA website the IRA access cast and and whatever whatever you know sell <laughs> give you us places it. to go look and sell you got it so ira.io a-i-r-a dot io is our website uh, so you can find out um, in, information there. Um, if you go to look us up in the App Store or the um, Android Google Play Store, uh, the app is called Ira Explorer. So um, we we had we used to have a, a a different app that was just called Ira. It was called our legacy app. It it doesn't exist anymore. You won't find it in the App Store. But you do need to put in Ira. Um, if you put in just Ira. There are a lot of uh, entities and apps that use AIRA. So uh, it's helpful if you could put AIRA EXP for Explorer, and that will come up uh, a lot quicker for you. Um, so you could find the app and download it there. Um, uh, IRA Access is an awesome podcast that uh, Janine uh, hosts. Uh, so that you can find also at our website at ira.io. You join our Facebook Explorers page. So it's Ira Explorers <laughs> is the Facebook uh, 
page. We we want you to join it. We want you to give your comments. We do look at that feedback. I, I'm on there all the time. Janine's on there all the time. Um, we are looking at it. We may not answer everything just because sometimes people can get pretty vocal and we'll we pick and choose what what and how we're going to answer it. But we read everything and we definitely uh, are talking about it uh, behind uh, in, in, in our Slack channels at IRA. So um, know that know that your your voice is being heard. Um, so uh, if, if we don't respond right away or if we haven't responded on Facebook, we are looking at it. We are reading it. Um, you can also we have an IRA uh, listserv through Google um, that you can join. So um, on, on Gmail, you can there's an IRA listserv you can find there. Um, and again, my contact information. Um, so my name is spelled a little funny. Everett is spelled E-V-E-R-E-T-T-E. Um, I got an extra E at the end. So it's uh, Everett at ira.io is my email address. And you can send me an email there. Um, I'm going to tell you my mobile phone number because it's plastered everywhere on NFB. Uh, and so uh, so <laughs> I know it's out there anyway. Uh, so uh, my mobile number is 801-631-8108. You can send me a text or, or you know, or um, you can try to give me a call. I, I may not answer right away, but I'll definitely return your phone call. So, um, you know, that's how you can get a hold of me. Thank you, Anthony. And thank you, uh, ACB community, for having me. Thank you so much. Again, next week, um, the show will be Florida Vision Tech, uh, answering all of your tech hardware questions. I'll be back uh, two weeks with Tim and Cheryl and religion and disability conversation. Have a great week, everyone. Sh uh, Sheila and Herbie, thank you so much for behind the scenes. And Bryn will be back with us next week as well. Everett, thank you so much. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Sunday Edition on ACB Media. Stream One, that's American Council of the Blind Media, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Episodes drop every week at 1 p.m. on Sundays, and you can email us at Sunday Edition AC, all one word, Sunday Edition with the letters AC at gmail.com. Let's brunch again together next Sunday.